Lizzie Ballard got yelled at. She gave her mom a thousand tiny strokes. <laughs> I only kind of like half threw this song together. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, all right. We're on a rhyme scheme. <laughs> I mean, I thought of it as I was driving over here. And oh. So it's not a complete song, okay. but I feel like the Grammys mm-hmm. might want it. Okay. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I, that, you bring up a good point because this book really confused me. Because the entire time I was like, okay, is she going to come out with an axe? <laughs> but no. When is she going to get the axe and kill her parents? Exactly. But this is a little bit different. It is a little, tiniest Tiny. bit different. It's the and Lizzie then, Ballard. Yes. She's not a psychopath. So much. So much. I mean, and poor bunnies. Welcome to Audio Shelf place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. All right. So do you want to read the stats or would you like me to read the stats? You can read the stats. All right. The title of the book that we are reviewing today is Rock, Paper, Scissors, The Lizzie Ballard Thrillers, book one. The author is Maddie Dalrymple. The narrator is Victoria Matlock. I know that last name. Yes. Annie Griffin. Yes. The publisher is William Kingfield Publisher. The audiobook release date was January 2nd, 2018. Ooh, it's another 2018. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The duration was nine hours and 13 minutes. And the genre was time travel, suspense, supernatural. Was there time travel? I don't remember time travel at all. Am I... I didn't get, did we? Did we get to that part? Did we actually, like, <laughs> listen to the right book? <laughs> That's what Amazon had. That's it had so time strange. travel, suspense, and supernatural. That's, I mean, I get supernatural. I can get behind the suspense, and, too. Yeah. I'm surprised Thriller isn't on there. I, it's in the title. It's in the title. And also, to note, author Maddie Dalrymple is a, a woman. <laughs> I was literally going to say a man. But it's a woman. She's a yeah. woman. I love when authors have like androgynous names. That mm-hmm. that's that's exactly that that's it. That's it. I was torn between ambiguous and androgynous. And oh. I, I picked the other big one. Mm-hmm. You picked right. Yeah. So I'm going to go over the summary found from Amazon. Yes, please. Rock breaks scissors. Scissors cut paper. Paper covers rock. The rules are simple, except when it's people's lives. At stake. Ooh. I don't get how they put that game in there. But whatever. <laughs> right. By the time Charlotte and Patrick Ballard discover the damage their daughter Lizzie can do with her mind, it's already too late for Charlotte. Hmm. 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 Poor Charlotte. Right now. They hide Lizzie away, trying to save others from the same fate, and trying to save Lizzie from life as a human lab rat. But they can't hide her forever. Oh, where are they hiding her? In the basement? <laughs> they need to lock her up. All right. Wait. Padded. That sounds way too political right now. <laughs> oh. Not talking about that, her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. Shall we continue? Yes. Little do they know that respected Philadelphia businessman, Gerard Bonnet, is responsible for Lizzie's ability 
and Bonet is willing to eliminate anyone who gets in the way of his goal of turning that power to his own ends. Mm. As her protectors are picked off one by one, will Lizzie be able to escape from Gerard Bonet's deadly zero-sum game? Nina Bonino. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you friend Bonet. <laughs> What is this? Nina Bonina Brown. Hey everybody, welcome to the stage, Gerald Bonet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was watching an Access Hollywood uh, interview with Shangela, uh-huh. and they were trying to get Shangela to read, um, what's her name? Uh, Blank on the name. Um, the 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 mole. Oh, uh, BB. BB. We we thought BB was a mole. What's a mole? But they named her whole name, and they said, "BB Zahara Bonet." <laughs> <laughs> and Angela was like, "BB Zahara Bonet," and it's then fancy, fancy. And then the girl was like, "Oh, sorry." But why would her name be Bonet? <laughs> Bonet. <laughs> why would she make that her drag name? I was like, "What?" She has this like elegant sound for the first two, and then it's just Bonet. Bonet. <laughs> I was like, uh, anyway, for our, our listeners, we're talking about drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about um, that. Oh, we'll get back sorry. to the rock paper, Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> the Lizzie Ballard thrillers. It's important to note that we got this book from Maddie's representative, Kelly. So thank you very much, Kelly, for sending us this book so that we can give an honest review as we always do. Yes. And then thank you again for Maddie. She sent us the code mm-hmm. through Audible to get this book for the honest review. And in no way, shape, or form of us getting the free code is impacting our review. Right. So let's dive into the review, shall we? Yes. So I want to start off by saying that Victoria started off a little breathy mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I know that you had a different experience, but for me, it sounded like she was recording after doing a marathon. Yes. In the, in the beginning. Yes. It, I felt like the beginning was difficult for me to get invested into the story. Yeah. Because she was kind of like, ugh. Bland. Yeah. Her emotions are really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that plays into her voice as being a little bit, I guess, elevated in their delivery, just because she does kind of do the same male voice for each male character and the same female voice. I mean, Lizzie's a child when we start with her and she doesn't really sound like a child. And I think that was my biggest problem with Victoria's narration, because her voices didn't match the role. Mm-hmm. For, mo- for like Lizzie. For least. Lizzie, especially Lizzie. Yeah. And also the her narrating voice when she wasn't a character, it just seemed like she wasn't interested in the story. But I did enjoy her ability to kind of be different with yeah. the men. Yes. Even though all the men kind of sounded the same. However, she did take that initiative mm-hmm. to be different mm-hmm. with and her I, voices. I also feel like they slowed her narrating down just a little bit because I took it up to 1.4 and it sounded really great. Mm. like it it was a nice even pace her breathing actually like kind of dissipated a little bit which Mm -hmm. i don't know if that was because you know after getting the initial foot wet in the reading of the audiobook she got a little bit more comfortable but then everything sort of picked up and it was much better Hmm. yeah i did not like her narration at one one speed Mm -hmm. i had to increase it to 1.5 but at times it was too fast Right. So I had to go back to 1.25, I think. Yeah, 1.25. Mm-hmm. And which is weird because we just found out this week that I don't get to choose my 
speeds. Yeah, that's really weird. Maybe it's an iPhone thing. It has to be. Like, mine is a slider, and Brad's is just a bunch of buttons. Yeah, I have to choose either 1, 1.25, 1.5, and then and so on. Yeah, and I get to slide mine, which is why I was able to listen at 1.4, because I just have a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I did not like her narration when I was super slow. So I agree with you that they must have slowed her voice down. Yeah. Something was up with it. Yeah. But when you increased it, it was like too fast. So I was like confused. Right. So I wish I would have had that 1.4. Yeah, because it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like at the very beginning with the book, there was a lot of um, getting us ready for what was happening, which is great for a lot of times. But there was also a part where it kind of hung to a detail a little bit too long when Lizzie was giving her animals like facials Mm. and they were just really curious. Like Charlotte was really curious as to why she was giving her animals facials and how she learned about that. And I was like, I mean, she gave you the TV. Like it's not, it's like giving your animals a tea party nowadays. Like facials aren't a big deal. Mm -hmm. She was just slathering some applesauce on like, duh. we don't have to like stick with that detail for so long. And I felt Mm -hmm. like it went on for just a tiny bit, but then I think after like an hour in or so of the audiobook, the writing just turned out to be really, really well done. Mm-hmm. It was nicely paced. I really like how they didn't have the adults act like idiots with Lizzie's supernatural power. Yes. That yes. was really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just dove right into it. And Marilyn like figured it out from the beginning. Like she had, she got mad. Lizzie got mad at Marilyn. Marilyn suffered a tiny like stroke kind of thing her Mm -hmm. blood vessel in her eye broke and then she was like i think lizzie did this yes girl was on some other planet yeah Hmm. and then they believed her yeah i mean they weren't like marilyn you're crazy get out of our house Mm -hmm. they started trying to figure out what was wrong with lizzie exactly so i yes i want to go back to what you said i I agree with you that in the beginning there was a lot of exposition Mm -hmm. and it was just too much explaining one thing yeah but throughout the the novel, it got better, and yeah. it was more action packed. Yeah, and I like that. It was it was it was a good change because mm-hmm. I was getting bored in the beginning. Yeah, it makes me excited for the second one because a lot like some of the books that we listen to, where it's the first installment, there's a lot of setting up. There's a lot of ground to cover, like in um, Three Dark Crowns, mm-hmm. where there was just nothing but explanation until the last five minutes when the war breaks out. Yes, in this, it's like. You know, it's a nine hour book, but it's only like the first 30 to one hour where you are getting your setup of the story of the family of everything. And the idea that that takes a little bit longer because there is so much exposition and details and it does get a little bit boring makes me wonder how we listen to Three Dark Crowns. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, this is not a spoiler because it's in the summary. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting Lizzie to do something terrible. To her mother. Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. I was like, what? And that happened within the first hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, this book is going to be off the off the chain. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I wasn't expecting it to come so soon. Mm-hmm. And when it did happen, I was like, oh, this is the direction we're going in. This is fast. And then people were like dropping like flies from yeah. Lizzie and other people involved in the book. Gerard Bonnet. Going back to the whole emotion part. Yeah. I disagree with you. I don't know why. Because I don't think Victoria Matlock 
was interested in this book. The girl was crying at one point. Was she? Yes. Because I can't remember that. Oh my God. Go back like, to the two hour mark. She was crying. She was giving me real tear. I feel like after the five hour mark, she was like, oh my God, is this going to be over soon? Let me just finish. I did not feel that. I did not feel that <laughs> one bit. <laughs> Maybe it was just my ears. I think it was. Mm. I think you were like, I don't know what speed to listen to this girl at. So, <laughs> but it's just, it's that's how important motion is in an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Is if you're not invested in the story and you're not interested in what's going on, that's going to feed through. And that I is going she to, was. But, I, but I guess in general, I think it's like personal. Mm. So, like, you felt she wasn't invested in it, which then hurt your investment in the story. Exactly. I thought she was invested in it. And which, then. It got better for you. Enlightened. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, I kind of felt that she wasn't invested a little bit. Like the first like 30 minutes probably. I was like, okay, there's a lot of breathing. There's a lot of heavy breath. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but I'm just reiterating that there was breathing. Yeah. But then after that point, she started crying. She started being a brat with Lizzie, mm-hmm. which even though Lizzie wasn't a child voice, she still had that attitude of a child. She did. Ugh. Yeah. That Charlotte, when Charlotte like went down, oh, I mean, yeah. there was there was a lot of feeling there. Yeah, that was my favorite scene in the whole book, unfortunately, because you know, yeah, no one likes to watch someone's mother go in the hands of their daughter. A crazy job. <laughs> but that was a scene where I could feel Victoria being like, "This is happening. Yeah, this is momentous." Oh, 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 oh. it was the bunnies. Oh my god, the bunnies! It was the bunnies where the emotion was just like. Up here, yeah. Like I'm pointing to the sky mm-hmm. because it was it was very very well done. Also, it's kind of strange how what happened in the book with bunnies uh-huh. came around the time in real life with Easter. With Easter, right around the corner. It was dark. It was dark and disturbing. Happy Easter, y'all. Yeah, run over some bunnies with a lawnmower. <laughs> spoiler, not spoiler. I felt at a certain point I agree with you with the character of Ruby. Mm-hmm. Ruby had zero emotion mm-hmm. she was just very dull very ruby because mm-hmm. she was the help yeah and she was like miss <laughs> miss miss like even during the bunnies she was just like i'm gonna get a box and then i'm going to scoop the dead bunnies and we're gonna bury them and then i'll scoop the alive bunnies and then i'll release them <laughs> and i was like okay no feelings yes no feeling talk ruby. to someone mm. you need help talk to someone <laughs> You need a therapist, Ruby. This is a PSA. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I feel like there were certain characters that kind of like, there were certain characters that were really, really well done, and then there were certain characters that kind of missed the mark. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Speaking of characters, there was so many of them. Yeah. I could not get them keep them straight. And in an audiobook, you have to make sure all of your characters are drawn out more. Mm-hmm. When names like, Tony or whoever she said came come up. I'm like, wait, who was Tony? I got to go back to who, yeah, who that was and figure out who that, you yeah, know, who that is, pertaining to the story. And maybe that's like the time travel element of it is because mm. it starts off in the very beginning. It's oh yes, and it's like uh, Lizzie. I presume I don't know if it ever mentions that it's Lizzie. No, I think it is. It does, I think, it it, does yeah. mention. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like a long time ago. Um, so it says that Lizzie. 
is running, and then it goes back to 18 years. Yes. Time travel. That was in the first five minutes. That was in the first five minutes. Not enough to equate a genre. Genre. Like, a genre is a deep thing. Yes. We are on point with our genres. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You don't take genres very lightly. Mm, Even the ones we make up? Yeah. Anyway. I feel like we're getting like way off topic with mm-hmm. this book. Rock, paper, scissors. Uh-huh. Yeah. It made me want to play rock, paper, scissors. Completely. Yeah. So I enjoy this book. I can't say that I would listen to it again just because I don't feel the need to get to know all of the extra characters that came after Patrick, Owen, Charlotte, uh, Ruby, and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And Gerard. Gerard Bonnet. But I think I got what I needed from the mm-hmm. book. How did you listen to this book? What does that question even mean? Like through Audible? No, I always interpret it as, I feel like you always have this. <laughs> we do. We do. Because we don't know what so that question means. We, and we through, came up with it. Through Audible or like, for instance, if you're on the beach listening or right. if you're driving in your car, editing photos or okay, um, road tripping. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I laid on the couch. I had Real Housewives playing in the background. Mm, okay. And I listened to this, and it made a very, very different kind of experience. Because you got Ramona and Luann arguing mm-hmm. in the background. Okay. While Lizzie is killing her mom. Yes. So it was a very different feeling. Okay. All and right. I fell asleep at one point, had a really weird dream. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up very quickly and rewound. Hmm. Good, good. Mm-hmm. I listened to this on my way to work. It took you a long time to get through those nine hours it if did. you listen to it on the way to work. Yeah. My my work commute is five minutes, so it was a, lots of work trips. <laughs> but no, and then I also listened to this, you know, while I was cooking breakfast in the morning. I finished it up today mm-hmm. while I was heating up the breakfast that he made me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, it, it was a nice listen to when you're doing something around the house. Oh, I did listen to it yesterday when I was cleaning as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a good good time. And I was focused on the story rather than my hand in the toilet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of house mention yeah. in this book. Yes. So it, it's a good thing to listen to when you're cleaning. Mm-hmm. It works. Something that we agreed on with this book is that when you have a narrator and you have an author and one of those things is not necessarily as strong as the other, it can really mess up the whole vibe and the whole feeling of the book in general. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, so are you saying that you would choose the book in this case over the audiobook? I think so. I think I would. And I am not very much of a reader. Yeah. I, I'm a listener. I enjoy listening. I enjoy the characterizations. Yes, I agree. I would have chose to read the book over listen to the audiobook. Yeah. So are you going to shelf or shove this book? Oh, that's such a difficult question because while I did at a certain point, like, the writing and the narration. The beginning just kind of threw me off. I wasn't sure what to expect. And we were messaging back and forth. And I was like, wait, I don't understand. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. But I did end up liking it. Like in the end. I would give this book an, an all honest review here. Mm-hmm. A 2.5 out of 5 hmm. stars. See, I think I would give it like a 3.25. Mm. Yeah, it just made me, like, I started getting a headache at one point, and I was like, where's Lizzie? Oh, my God. Lizzie got me. Yeah. Woo-hoo! 
like it had that kind of effect on me. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. It had that kind of effect on me where it kind of like seeped into my real life and just made me kind of be like, am I having a stroke right now? Mm hmm. Y'all need to take a uh, Tylenol before uh, you listen to this yeah. audiobook. Yeah, you do, because it'll scare you. Your brain will hurt. You'll know what a stroke feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started, like, thinking of all the times that, like, some of my fingers have gone numb at one point, yep. and I was just my like... My arm. My left arm. If I got a CT <laughs> scan right now, how many white dots would it show? Woo, scary, scary, Probably scary. a lot. Mm. But anyway, it was... It was still really, really good. Mm-hmm. I would personally shove this book. You would? Mm-hmm. See, I think to balance it, I might shelf it. Okay. Because a 2.5 is not awful. It's average. Yeah, it's, it's average. I mean, it's literally half yeah. of five. If we both shoved it, then it would be a negative. Yes. But if we both shelved it, then it would be a super positive, like, five star. Exactly. So if one of us shoves it and one of us shelves it. I think that's pretty equal. It's an average. It's an average grade. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to listen to the second one. Uh, right. I'm, I'm going to continue yeah, listening to I'm the series. I'm already invested into Lizzie. Yeah. I want her to beat Gerard for yeah. good. And I think if there's anything that we notice, it's that when authors do a series, their later books just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Exactly. So the next book for Maddie, I feel, is going to be really, mm-hmm. really well done because this one was just about there. Yeah. She took a lot of elements, which is probably why I I gave it such a, you know, an average grade. She took a lot of elements from other things. And I don't know if this was, you know, subconsciously that she did this. I don't know. But I was getting a lot of Carrie feelings from it. Mm. I was getting a lot of like X-Men feelings. I was getting Lizzie Borden. What is it? Borden. Lizzie Borden feelings. Like I was getting a lot of different feelings. Throughout this this book. And it kept coming back to me. Is this as original as I want it to be? Right. And I think that's why I gave it a 2.5. But in the end, throughout the whole series or throughout the whole novel, it was pretty original. Yeah. I mean, yes, we've heard the whole, oh, if they find out if I have supernatural powers, they'll do, you know, lab tests on me and treat me like a lab rat. We've heard that before. But this is, it was different. It was like Gerard versus Liz- Lizzie. Yeah. And I think that's what the original aspect of this book was. And that's yeah. why it's different from others. Yeah. And also just the aspect of it being a mystery where you don't really know the rock, paper, scissor element of it. Mm-hmm. You don't know who is who. Yeah. Because you can find out later, you think in the beginning that Lizzie is a rock. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what if in book three or four find out that all along lizzie was the paper mm-hmm. that and like she, covered everything and she's trying to cover up everyone's pain exactly yes it's mm. probably not what it is probably because not. it doesn't make any sense coming from us yeah. but you know whatever yeah we can dream if you don't get it you don't get it yeah and that's okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um. I, I think that overall i can't wait for the other ones mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to them you're, you shelf it, I shove it. So let's rock, paper, scissor it. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, I am the rock. <laughs> I was the scissors twice. <laughs> <laughs> we tied the first time with scissors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to stay up to date with all of our honest reviews, you can follow us on Twitter at AudioShelfMe or like us on Facebook at AudioShelf. Also, we are on a ton of different platforms to listen to 
So we got Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, all the regular players. And then mm-hmm. we got TuneIn. We got Podbean. We got Podknife. Mm-hmm. We got some other pod things. That new one. That new one. <laughs> that that new one over there. We have uh, currently, we are waiting to hear from Spotify about being placed on there as well. Yes. So we have a lot of good things. Did I say tune in? Yes. Okay, I did mm-hmm. say tune in. There's a long list. There's of- a long list. We just got a whole long yeah, list. We did some homework two mm-hmm. weeks ago and got on a lot of different places. Yes. So. Would you like to tell us where we can get some free books? Yes, I would. If you go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link, you can download a 30-day free trial. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that 30-day free trial give you? Two free books. Two free books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Two free books yeah. for the price of free. Yeah. So hmm. you can either get Maddie's first book and then save your credit for when the second one comes out. Is the second one out yet? Not yet. No, because this one came out in January. This came out. I mean, that girl would be on fire yes. if she released her new one already. But she has tons of other books out there. Yes. Maddie Downrimble is on fire with all of yeah. her series. So you should scoop some up. You can get this one, and then you can get the start of another series from her. Or you can get any other book that you want. Mm-hmm. Choice so, is yours. Yes, choices. Just Thank head you. on over to that website. <laughs> Which is what? Audioshelf.me. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. The author is Maddie... Wait. Dalrymple. Dalrymple? I have a friend that has... Her last name is Dalrymple. Really? Same spelling. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's incredible. The author is Maddie Dalrymple. What? (laughs) (laughs) And Bonet is willing to eliminate anyone who gets in the way of his goal of turning. I almost read tuning. Turning. Jamie. Jamie. Was it Jamie? No. No? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Kelly. There we go. I can't pronounce her name. And I represent Maddie. She's her representer. (laughs) She's her representer. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. We are in the sky. We're in the sky. Bona. Hmm. His father repeated. Yeah, that was a girl? All right. All honest review here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so can you tell the folks out there where we can get some audiobooks? Yes. What? I don't Is that That's my part, isn't it? Yeah, that is your part. <laughs> If you go into our website at audioshelf.me, is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's what it's been for two years.